Features movie discussion, news, and interviews. Press one. Popcorn talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Guilty Movie Pleasures. In-depth discussion on movies, no matter how guilty they make you feel. Hello, Schmoville! We're back with another episode of Guilty Movie Pleasures. Sadly, Josh McCuga could not be with us this week because he is out actually making money this Tuesday. So uh, we're happy and envious of him at the same time. He's down in San Diego, the uh, mm-hmm. whale's vagina. Yes, and... Uh, oh, the music! That's oh. what's playing. I thought there was a train going through here, but no, it's just the uh, super moody music. If you, if you didn't know, Schmoville, we're talking They Live today. John Carpenter's They Live. And in Josh McCuga's place, we have two very special guests. We have my bu- my good buddy Dave Kane. Yay. who You may have uh, you may have seen some of his words written for PBS, Jim Henson, and Wired. He also has a Kickstarter going on right now. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah, the Kickstarter? Yeah, I got this uh, um, anthology comic book called "Where's Home" uh, that uh, I wrote one of the sections. It's awesome, fantastic. Uh, Where do we find the Kickstarter at? Uh, well, probably there's a link we'll link somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll link it. it. Yeah, yeah, Where is Home on Kickstarter, the anthology. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Just search Where is Home <laughs> on the Kickstarter. <laughs> and on, and, on it's, and it's And it's comics. Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. yeah. Where is home? Where is home? Where is home is by the gnome. We have Carlos Alizraki here, a good friend of mine also, who you've heard his voice for uh, in plenty of things from your childhood and today. There's mm-hmm. He was the voice of Rocco in Rocco's Modern Life, also the Taco Bell dog. He mm-hmm. was in uh, a voice in Planes. He also, upcoming, he's the busiest man I know. He's in Pixar's Inside Out, mm-hmm. his appending HBO deal, which is amazing, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping I can uh, ride those coattails. Mm-hmm. He also has, uh, to be determined, comedy dates in September coming up. Where are those going That's right. Be? Flappers and uh, the Ice House uh, second stage in Pasadena. Yeah, he Flappers does. Burbank. He Flappers does it all, and also uh, Fairly Odd Parents. And right. you, you've been on Fairly uh, Odd Parents for that's how long? Right, mother. Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> I just did an episode. It was a big Crocker episode. We're doing new episodes, and they're all coming out. You just so came from that, like literally I an hour ago. Just came from that. It was a big, and I, my throat is like, ding, ding, ding. my throat does not live. <laughs> Can you give us a little bit of the uh, Rocco for Rocco's? I can. I'm doing it with Invisalign, so there might be a little lisp that was never there. So if you're really Rocco aficionados and say, wait a minute, there's a lisp, it's because now I've got Invisalign, and I've got plastic on my I got the. uh, Watch it, you. (laughs) Smarty. I have the Invisalign too. I I, uh, I, t- I take it out more than I should. Twenty two uh, hours a day, optimum wear. Yeah, yeah. I'm more like twelve. But anyways. Mm. Oh, and then uh, the Taco Bell dog. Let's do that just for the heck. Vio gorditas, they live. How did I just? I have a question. How did the Taco Bell dog come come about? Come like, about? Yeah. You know, it was one of those where voiceover actors, I guess, where all actors do yeah. things, write things, and. Uh, Four words on a piece of paper on a Friday going from the valley to west side, Terry Berlin. I'm like, oh, what a waste of time. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Whatever. I'll show up. So I show up and I do my, yo quiero Taco Bell. She's like, you know what? Do me a favor. Everybody's been doing that. Just use your own voice and see what happens. All right. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Maybe do it a little bit basier. Yo quiero Taco Bell. All right. See you later. What a waste of time. Stupid audition. <laughs> <laughs> then a demo comes in. They say, we want your voice for the demo. And during the demo, they show me the clip and they say, pretend like this is your neighborhood. And and you're like the king. I'm like, yo quiero Taco Bell. And they went, okay, demo makes, dude, we're making the demo. And I went, all right, good, I got paid for the demo. And then snowball, train takes off, and off we go. That's oh how it came God. about. And that's how it came about. That's amazing. 
And Dave, you've worked uh, on Jim Henson projects, and uh, can you tell us about any of them, or are they all super secret? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Uh, um, I can talk to you about uh, talk to you about talk. I can talk at your face. <laughs> uh, um, there's a. There's I promise a we show. will get into they live. It's just we have two very special guests, so I wanted to give them a little bit of time, dun, audience. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, there's a, a show called uh, on PBS called uh, um, uh, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. That's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, it's not a Jim Henson project. Yeah. It's a different thing. No. Uh, and then there's uh, Battle Damage, which is the thing that I did for Wired, uh, where we just smash pieces of technology and <laughs> for it, for science. Yeah. For science. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And we have a slow motion camera, and it's fun. The only way yeah. you can tell how something works is if you destroy it If in you slow destroy motion. it. So, we, like, we destroyed a... Uh, um, uh, Xbox and we destroyed uh, PS4 ah. at the same time. What did you learn from that? We learned that uh, I think it was the Xbox. Th- no, it was the PS4. The one. How does it, how does one win? Well, you destroyed? smash them at the same time. And oh, then one of one, them which actually one gets more still works. Yeah. Sustains oh. yeah. less damage. There was one that oh. one worked and one didn't. So it's oh. like it's like an expanded version of the egg drop project I had in high yeah. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still hold the champ. I'm the champion at Firestone High School for that because I stole my friend's idea and made it better. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is what all good engineers. Yeah, thank you. Steve! It's also my, the same way they work my, it out in polygamous cults. Yeah. They just drop one of the wives and whichever one is still... <laughs> All right. The most durable Ow. lady. So, All right, I shall have you're you the one. So on that note, we are here to talk about They Live, and mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to just first, before we get into the plot and everything... Uh, when was plot? What, <laughs> there is a plot, there yeah. is. Uh, thinly veiled. But... Uh, when was the first time either of you saw They Live, and what was your reaction to it? Because mine, as I told you, was I watched it this year, uh, around not last year in Halloween. Every year at Halloween, I, I pick out like a stack of 20 movies that I've been meaning to watch for my entire life. And the audience knows that I was a sheltered kid, and I didn't start watching R-rated movies until I was like 15. So I had a lot mm-hmm. of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this movie in Halloween this year, it blew my mind because it was the goofiest but smartest mm-hmm. 80s yeah. weird yeah. one-liner like action sci-fi movie. Very... It's uh, unlike anything I've ever seen. It's so bizarre. It's got two personalities yeah. going on there. Yeah. I think it was... Uh, I was... It was I was watching Stars. You remember uh, when, like... Stars, stars was, yeah. was a... Was a... Like... You could get stars in your cable package, mm-hmm. and then my dad felt cool. He's like, it's sort of like... I used to be the stars spoke- yeah. spokesperson. Oh, that was my you? first commercial gig ever. Oh, I did 53 nice. spots for them. Wow. All non-union. Oh. So they paid decent. Lovely. <laughs> but at the time, it was more than I'd ever made. But anyway, so stars. I remember, you I remember stars. as a kid, like, turning it on and, and turning it on... And, Exactly to the epic fight scene. Yes, in the middle, one of the greatest fight just scenes. Just being like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I was a very ADD kid, so uh, so then there are really tedious parts to oh, this yeah. movie yeah. too. Yeah, so I couldn't it. get through them. Like I got to the point where there were aliens, and then there's like a tedious part, like where he's talking to the lady, and, and I'm like, no, where yeah. where did the where aliens go? go? And then that tedious part is interrupted by her backhanding him with yeah, a bottle exactly. out the window. If I had, window. If I had continued to yeah. watch. But I was like, oh, where's so when did you, modern life? When did you finally like see the f- it, it, it in its entirety? Um, I think uh, I think uh, later on, 
sometime. I know that I've sat down and watched it uh, probably in like a big John Carpenter phase where I was like, well, we're doing all of them. them. Back to back. Carpenter Fest. And Carlos, Mm -hmm. what about you? Uh, It must have been about seven months ago after our first daughter. Actually, no, it was before Austin was born, so it was over 16 months ago. Late night trolling as when you're a parent, you just get, you know, a few hours to yourself and it was about two in the morning and I saw, oh, oh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Let's see if he can act. I'm like, He's not bad. This is weird. He found a case, and I came in where he he uh, stumbles into the case of sunglasses in the in the church, and I went. I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep watching. This is horrible, but I love it. I'm addicted. And then I watched the film in its entirety last night when you dropped it off again. So I had missed the total precursor, him coming to the construction yeah. site, meeting Keith David, etc. And it still kind of holds up in a sense that. Yeah, it's hor- horrible, but there's so- sort of this whole or- Orwellian comparison to what Roger Ailes did with the Fox News Network. Uh, the only difference that- between he- what is happening in the movie in terms of having people obey through the media is that in the movie, the church is represents critical thinking. In today's world, Fox News and the religious right, the evangelicals, are aligned into telling you that there's no climate change, you know, big oil is great, you know, our religious freedoms are being overtaken. So that was the only split that I can see. Otherwise, yeah. it, it, this movie correctly predicted, like uh, Idiocracy, that people would be ruled by the media. Uh, and, and I think that, the although in today's world, the government and the media are disparate. It is the media that is trying to tell you that the government is bad rather than being aligned with each other like it is in this movie, if I said that four times. No. I, I like... Mm. Wow. Mm. That may be the smartest thing that's ever been said on this <laughs> <Yeah>. show. Hey, Homer, I'm pretty smart about movies! <laughs> But what I was thinking though is if this movie w- this movie could not be made unless it was in the eighties, mm-hmm. and if it was made now, I feel which they're supposedly remaking it. Matt Reeves, the director of uh, um, uh, Let Me In, and um, uh, remake of Let the Right One In, yeah. which was not not, not bad. bad, not bad, not a bad remake. But uh, I feel like if this was made now, it, it's or when they make it now, um, the world we live in now, it's more like cell phones and uh, and apps, yes. and mm-hmm. we're all controlled by. I mean, I had. Uh, my younger cousins visit, and they were a blast. But they're they, they were very nice girls, but they're on their phones constantly compared yep. to me, and I'm on my phone constantly compared to my parents. Yeah. So it's like each generation we get more and more glued to technology, and it's pretty much going to be like either this or Wall-E, where you well, know, that's what the Wall-E. alien overlords want us yeah, to do. They want us. Yeah, that's they I want mean, us to keep podcasting. Yeah, they want to keep podcasting. Stay asleep. Stay yeah. asleep, Schmoes Nose fans. Stay oh, asleep. Oh, and this movie is all a metaphor for Citizens United, you know, where yeah. big money and big polit- uh, goes into politics and everybody is controlled by by a certain message. And and again, it's it's aligned with evangelicals now, you know. Yeah. God said that humans couldn't possibly destroy the earth. Well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> no. Empirical evidence. <laughs> I do want to I do want to get into the Let's try this since uh we're going to at the 30 second mark, we're going to go for the plot in under three minutes. Uh, so we're going to take turns in 15 seconds, which gives us to 16.30. We have a little clock there in case you guys didn't know back home. All right. In 10 seconds, we're going to try and do the plot in under three okay. minutes. I'm going to have, uh, Carlos, you start us off. Okay. In five, four, three, 
Two, one, go. Sometime in the 1980s, a man named Nada wanders into downtown Los Angeles and, and aligns himself with these poor people, and they find out that there's something going on in Los Angeles, which is... is that uh, uh, there's, uh, uh, I don't know, there, there's something weird going something on. Weird. There's a lot of uh, cops, and there's a happy hobo village, and uh, then he finds that uh, this church has sunglasses in it, and nobody's singing in the church. It's just yeah, a, a, a real-to-real recording. And uh, you go. Okay, and so then after he finds these sunglasses, then there's this giant raid on the on the shanty town where everybody there's like some people that seem actually kind of well off with in the, the shanty town, and then there's the bulldozer, and it's a very eerie scene with all these cops that's uh, coming in and just just shoving the poor people out. He finds the sunglasses, and then finally about thirty minutes in, puts them on, and there's the craziest sequence ever where everything's in black and white, and he's seeing the real uh, message behind all the all the commercialism and all that stuff where it's saying like stay asleep. Obey, blah blah blah, and all this stuff, and he goes crazy, and he starts noticing everybody's an eight, and like half the people are aliens, mm-hmm. and he insults a few of them, and then just starts shooting them. Yeah, boom. And we notice that all the aliens are white, except for one Asian, I believe. None of them are black or Latino, which is pretty interesting to me. Um, <laughs> they're a little message making fun of the white guys, and so uh, he aligns himself with Keith David, who he met on the construction set yes, we in a that. pretty Lego movie thing, like everything is awesome. <laughs> and he was random, randomly shirtless in that scene, he's and no one else shirtless is. in that thing, and he's yeah, he's working. <laughs> Show and off so those guns. we find out that halfway through the movie, he abandons his backpack, which was apparently never important to him in the first place. Because <laughs> once he finds the sunglasses, he says, bye bye, backpack. I've got all I need in these sunglasses. And so uh, he and Keith David align themselves with this church and they're going to fight the aliens. But he needs the help of a woman who at first thinks he's uh, uh, going to kidnap her or something and then back smashes him in the, in the back of the head with a bottle. Meg Foster. Right. But yeah. then Holly. off screen, she uh, looks at the uh, glasses, apparently. apparently. That's what we think. That's so we uh, think. Yes. yes. Uh, we uh, all get together, and then... Uh, and One then minute. There's a huge shootout. Everybody's all oh, at the uh, meeting. crazy. Yeah, there's, at the there's meeting. a CPAC meeting. Yeah. yeah, there's a big meeting Boom, where they're, there's a big meeting where they're like, we got to get more numbers. We got to get more people here. Total Look at CPAC us. Reference. We haven't grown at all, you know? And so then, yeah, there's a huge shootout and everything, and, and right after the woman shows up, which is when I started to suspect her, spoiler mm. alert. And so then they eventually... They have the, mo- the most epic five-minute fight ever between Keith David and Roddy. Oh Pine yeah, but that was very homoerotic in the alley. Yeah. yeah, and then they they go to the, they get a hotel Where are the room. Yeah, yeah, and then oh yeah, that is before. Okay, so then anyways, they they end up going to the TV station. No, they're running away in the alley, oh, and they, they turn on the, the special thing. watch that then lets the them go into some hole that is the base where their homeless friend from before leads them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And who wants to drive us to take us home? And uh. leads them there, and they go to the top of this tower, and the helicopter's coming up, and Keith and Holly's about to shoot. What? Because we thing? find out Holly's bad. Boom, and then Holly. He shoots uh, the uh, fucking Roddy Roddy Piper in the gut, but he, goes, he manages to. Uh, he goes fuck you, and then he flips him off just to double to do it. Yeah. and he shoots the TV ray and it explodes. Boom! And everybody gets the message. There we are. Being there we are. We did it. And we then, did it in about three minutes. Oh, and, and there's a giant. Uh, the R rating comes at the end where a woman in boobs is on top of yeah. a guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the most thing. This is the strangest sex scene here. The strangest sex scene ever. At the very end, there's this like woman who's barely. She's like going like this, yeah. like yeah. really like. Who's the robot here? She has a sensual look on her face, but her body language is saying, this is boring. Yeah. And then she looks down She's and there's like this... She's like the monkey in the Flintstones. Well, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the last line of the movie is the alien looking up and going, what's wrong, babe? Boom. Credits. It's yeah, so right. Carpenter. I love it. So... 
We did it. That was it's kind of mind cool. melting. You think that like three minutes is a lot of time, mm-hmm. and then your brain starts to melt. Yeah, well, you get stuck through. on like something really specific, and yeah. then you add that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so like the fight in the alley. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the fight in the alley is one it's, of the best. It's, I think it's seven minutes yeah. long. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's like five it's and a half or something. More really than absurd. twice the length of time that we just explained. That the fight in the alley movie. is like that annoying couple in a cheap hotel that keeps having sex because you're alone. And you're like, <laughs> when are they going to stop? Just stop. Okay, good. It's done. They're starting They're again. Doing it again. Well, that whole fight they were saying on IMDb that uh, I guess uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David rehearsed that in in like the backyard of the studio, mm-hmm. and it was only supposed to be about thirty seconds, and then and they, John Carpenter loved it so much he just left it in. But it's if you're gonna get... I think get, that's a lot of this movie. Yeah, if you're gonna get a <laughs> WWF wrestler in your movie at the yeah. time it was still WWF uh, you gotta let him do that. And But that's yeah. I think that's where we can get into the, the plot holes and things like that where there are giant moments in this movie where it just lags. Where like the first, <laughs> can we play the music the in the beginning? Sec- or the, Thirty uh, minutes of the movie, he's just like walking yeah. around looking at stuff. Yeah. This is about yeah. the first ten minutes right here, summed up. Mm-hmm. Picture Josh McCuga walking down yeah, there. Just, in his 80s yeah. fat jeans. Yeah. And a lumberjack. They get shirt. awkwardly dirty on his crotch. Roddy for the rest Piper of the movie. is like a very lumpy hero. Yeah. He's yeah. very lumpy and strange. He's a Canadian Suri. <laughs> Suri. I'm sorry about that. I'm so sorry. And he has, uh, that's the one, the first thing is that, you know, he, he's just wandering the streets. Observing. To yep. this music. Observing. He never shows any emotion except anger. It's oh. either anger or deadpan. Might I say the greatest toothpick acting I've ever seen, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. He it's abandons the backpack and the toothpick once he finds the glasses. You're right. That's he all does he needs. lose the toothpick. Why does he lose the toothpick? It was he got so better. He got more iconic The toothpick is so It was so huge. important. He could have used it later, like stab Stabbed, somebody in the yeah. eye. And we talked about it. He has, he has a wedding ring. On apparently, yeah. there's no reference to his wife or anything. No, in the and movie. then he's super kind of hitting on Holly. He's obsessed with Holly at the yes, end. He's got the weird alien mm-hmm. eyes, except she's human. Yeah, Meg Foster had those killer. Yeah, yeah, her eyes are crazy. Eyes. Yeah. I had a whole theory about the eyes because like they're bloodshot and she's got these like bright eyes uh, and it kind of looks like the yeah. aliens. Yeah. yeah, so maybe she's not an alien, but she's she a wants muggle. To be, yeah, exactly. She wants to be an alien so much. Yeah, that she's like. Did she have those uh, bloodshot eyes in every movie? Was that her thing, or is yeah, that? Yeah, Meg Foster always had those okay. eyes, man. Okay, always I mean, I guess they, they didn't change her eyes, but <laughs> yeah. they maybe didn't they just, maybe just between that's, every take they that's just me <laughs> and like bl- blue, like. <laughs> All right, now you got red eyes. You look, you look oh, great. Oh, now I have to. Act. And it per- permanently ruined her eyes. The thing John about the glasses is that it makes people, it makes you reveal their robot faces, but also turns the world into black and white. Yeah. That's it. That's the. Uh, I want to get to. That's probably the first. I mean, because there's all this stuff in the beginning that's setting up this kind of weird underlying current of people being controlled, and there's this hacker mm-hmm. guy coming on, being like, uh, you know, well, we Pirate are radio. Yeah, we are. We are under their thumb. They are controlling us. We mm-hmm. are sheep, or we are cattle. That was a led thing to that was slaughter. actually happening. Like at that time period, there were mm-hmm. hackers like trying to hack into the signal. There's one Max Headroom guy that's like fan- not the actual Max Headroom. Yeah. Uh, but the, there was a. Do you know what I'm talking about? There was one uh, famous hack. You can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's great. Where this guy in a Max Headroom mask hacked into uh, the signal for the longest that anybody had ever. Hacked oh wow, into the that's awesome! And then he just like talked weird and then mooned the camera for like <laughs> <Such a> thirty <laughs> seconds. Chief yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I have, I have such an important thing to say. Yeah, it's a Here's very subversive ass. thing. The rebels against the government, yeah. which is aligned with the media, and there's only so many people that are paying attention. And I love the fact that they've got crates and crates and crates of these sunglasses. One big giant plot hole is the first time that uh, 
uh, Rowdy Piper discovers the sunglasses. He stumbles into the door and it pops open. Yet later on in the movie, it takes a heavy kick to yeah. open that same door. <laughs> apparently, it was reinforced. And in the also, interim. apparently, that room back there is soundproof, even though you can hear the singing from back there because he yeah. was loud as shit. Yeah, and nobody. They don't even have nobody. somebody. They don't, they're mid conversation. They don't even have them go. You hear something? No, I'm sure it was nothing. They're just like oblivious to him just pratfalling all around back there. I like the uh, technology that's on the table there. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like that's how they make the sunglasses yeah. with they a never, bunch of like hot plates. They yeah. never explain <laughs> it. Yeah. They real, never real. explain wh- how it works or why, which is mm-hmm. fine cuz it's it's an 80s movie, but like it's 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 so bizarre the science behind yeah. yes. it. like these are technology things. That's yeah. how 3D glasses left over from a movie, but the the, the the part that I love is that he jumps into the cleanest garbage truck ever. Oh, Totally. Oh, yes. garbage I put ever. these on preemptively. And then the two garbage men just tilt the garbage thing and just, just leave <laughs> yeah. it there. Just leave it. Just leave it just in the alley. They don't even notice. I feel like they were having an argument and they were trying to prove a point uh, to each okay. other yeah. or so, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's but I, I'm going to dump but, it where I want to dump it. Yeah, I have to do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, so the first thing when he finds that giant box of sunglasses, and uh, I guess the first weirdest moment to me is is when he uh when he puts them on and like you said they're everything's in black and white mm-hmm. so i don't know why black and white it, it was cool stylistically but they don't ever explain why black and white shows the the alien's true right. form and hey man you're seeing the word in black and white you're seeing it for what it is for what it you're is seeing right, that man. they're bad yeah then we're and good this is good and yeah because who yeah. knows maybe these aliens even though they're keeping us to stay asleep maybe they're just uh it's the reverse of, you're right it's the reverse, reverse <laughs> of pleasantville right yeah he sees the world in black and white, and in Plensville, they yeah. want the Joanne, uh, what's her name? Joan, uh, Joan, 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 Joan Allen. Joan Allen. They want, ah. she wants to see the world in color, and he wants to see the world in black and white, as you say, the, as the world is. So maybe that's the metaphor. Yeah. But, but it's so, his reaction in that moment is hilarious to me, because he doesn't have, any emotion he's just kind of like walking around his whole emotional landscape in this is either anger or or complete lackadaisical I think just that like, there was probably more but we're dealing with uh Roddy Piper's yeah. acting yeah. like range which yeah, but by the standards yeah. of 80s action heroes he's up there yeah, I mean, he's up there better than Dolph Lundgren oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah, probably, probably. But but his oh. now we're gonna get. Tell me if somebody got oh. pissed about that on our comments board. No, not better than Dolph Lundgren, the real Punisher. Okay. But that's a tough script to act with as well. When yeah. you've got lines and you'll play them, I don't want to ruin them. You're gonna drop them later. But some Wait, of the lines in the yeah. movie. Do we have that sound clip though, where where he first sees the alien and and this is how he reacts instead of being like, holy shit, his first initial instinct to seeing an alien or whatever he doesn't even know what it is yet is to insult the entire room. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. It's the... Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's the uh, Roddy's Rant, I believe, is what it's called. You know, you look like the head fell on the cheese dip back in 1957. Yeah. No, you're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. <laughs> you see, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she? Person! Put them back on. Formaldehyde face. That's what I'm not bother you. You get out or I call the cops. Call the cops? You know what you need? You need a Brazilian plastic surgeon. 
There, those are so many yeah, specific yeah. In, insults. You look that like that guy seems Iranian to me, and I don't know why he makes a Brazilian joke to him. <laughs> yeah, a Brazilian. A Brazilian. Uh, then, then the thing with the your I think face that's the only place in. you'd be able to get like a full fla- face transplant. Is it? Is you go to Brazil and yeah. they'll give you an entire that's other right, person's uh, face. The, sci- the science they used in Face Off was started in Brazil, yeah. right? Hold on, but the, wait the whole. A second. The whole oh. oh my god! Yeah, we're just double checking. Oh. You, you look like fucking formaldehyde face. And you? You look like a cheese dip from 1957. And you? You're okay. <laughs> you, you? Real fucking ugly. <laughs> you real fucking ugly. It's so ridiculous. Bum, it's like... Bum, and then... <laughs> and then from, then from there, so his initiative... Oh, let's keep him let's on keep for on. a little Put bit. Put the glasses on. Put the glasses on. Put the glasses, glasses on. Glasses Put the glasses on. on. Wait, what man. happens if you wear two at the same time? Oh, it just cancels it out, guys. It just cancels, oh, it, just cancels it out. It out. Now, oh, you're seeing. now you're seeing. But no, that's, that's the... F- come here to chew bubble gum. This is the next thing. And kick ass. And I'm all... And I'm all out of bubblegum. What a great line. So that is a good... All of these quotes are a good example of how uh, the pacing of this film. Because <laughs> a tr- you could drive a train through the pauses. Yeah. And that happens in this movie. But, uh, uh, yeah, his... I would like to... Let's do a little riff on that. Chew bubblegum and kick ass. Um, I also... This... Uh, let's do a What I found out more. about this, it really made me disappointed in Duke Nukem. Yeah, because they stole that it. They stole this yeah. line. I was because I was like, "Wow, Duke Nukem, you really came up with a great line." No. It was no. actually it was actually Roddy Piper improvised it because he was uh, he was he it, it was, was something he had one of planned interviews. for a WWF thing. So. Yeah, but let's do what it, he should have said, "I'm all out of bubble gum, but I do have a toothpick." Hold on, just a second, <laughs> and then he could have put it back in. Let's do a little. We're going to play the sound clip, and we're going to come up with different. Like fresh. We're going to play the sound clip, and we're going to come up with different scenarios where you would say this line. So uh, let's. I'll go first. Um, when I when I went into Rocket Fizz on Magnolia Boulevard, it's a it's a it's a uh, candy shop there. They have my favorite kind of bubble gum there. And when I went there, they were all out, so I was pissed. And I said to the clerk, "I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass." There's that train. And I'm all out of bubble. Such a long pause. Anybody else got anything? Uh, yes, uh, I want to say uh, May 15th, 2010. It's my wedding day. My wife has just read her vows to me. <laughs> and I take the microphone and I look at the audience and I look at my wife and I say, I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And now we have two kids. <laughs> that's that's how you want. I yeah. thought that's how you proposed. No, that's the, no. I didn't. No, I, okay. no, I, I flip flopped it. I, I wanted to save that yeah. for the actual yeah, yeah. wedding mm-hmm. day. Dave, you got anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I can't, I can't improve in perfection right now. Uh, how about when a cop pulls you over and just like you know how fast you were going? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. It gets the pause gets more brutal yeah, every yeah, every time. And like Roddy, do you have a a mint or something? Uh, my breath is just. I've been drinking a lot of coffee today. I'm going to be on the podcast. I don't want to embarrass Ben. Uh, Roddy, do you have a mint for me? I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Oh, oh, could I borrow some bubble gum? And I'm all out of bubble. Well, you're not fucking helping. I remember why, in 19- why didn't you say that faster? Why didn't you, why didn't you tell me that faster, yeah. Roddy? I, I remember when I, in 1968 when I was at the Washington Monument and I heard Martin Luther King say, <laughs> I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Mm. Historic. 
and I'm all out of bubble. I was yeah. really oh. sad they cut that from Selma. Yeah, that they was did such a cut power- that out from Selma. <laughs> <It's> such a <laughs> power- <laughs> Oh, shit. I'll never forget that. Oh, my God. Do not judge a man by the color of his skin, but by the flavor of his bubble gum. I do think... Extra part. I think uh, Hillary Clinton's, um, actually, her campaign slogan, uh, yes. when, when she goes up against Jeb Bush, I think, yeah. is going to be... I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. 2016. And I'm all out of bubble. She's getting heavy endorsement from Bubble Yum and uh, and maybe even Bubblicious and uh, Kim Kardashian's bubble ass. tape. Kim Kardashian's yeah. ass. I think we've I think we've done that one to death. <laughs> Only because that pause kills me every time. Yeah, awesome. But that's 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 that that's what happens in this movie. There's moments where it's like super awesome, and then there's like a five minute just stretch of just weird. So then, do we have any other sound clips? Let me say, think. I feel like we're playing uh, like World Series poker right now. We all have these sunglasses on. Yeah, it's really. It's, yeah, we're, <laughs> no, Sometimes when I watch TV, oh yeah, this is great. I stop being myself, and oh, I'm the star of a series, or I, or I have my own talk show, or I'm on the news, getting out of a limo, going someplace important. All I ever have to do is be famous. Wow, that, that was actually Kim Kardashian. Uh, yeah, cult yeah. of celebrity. Yeah, what so that I? was that's in, in. So just so you have context for that, viewers, uh, that was in the beginning of the movie when they have um, when they're watching a com- uh, an interview on TV, and this woman's just saying like how much she wants to be. Famous. Well, he's watching someone watching an interview. He's, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh levels. Because that was back levels, in the day when people levels. like stood outside of store windows and watched TV through. Yeah, and they were through tube store windows and tube television. Yeah. One of the, the lines that caught me the most is when their leader, the rebel leader in the church, says to them, "The world." needs a wake-up call and we're gonna phone it in knowing what that yeah. expression yeah, means totally. now <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna phone it in it's a completely different context now and we're gonna phone it in it's like no that line doesn't work <laughs> and then my other favorite line is like uh, i think keep dave david says to rowdy 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 piper where do they come from and he goes well they ain't from cleveland <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. why do you gotta diss on cleveland what is does cleveland i don't know what that has to do with anything it kind of looked like they come from cleveland Maybe. but yeah. he had to make sure the, that they knew the craziest thing to me is that every time these aliens get get word or, or notice Roddy Piper, they lose him very easily. Oh yes. The oh, first yeah. time they're like they're like, hey, and when he's shooting up the right, they're right, everywhere. Right after the uh, the the bubblegum line, he shoots up this bank. Mm-hmm. Then this guy's like, we have. He does the exact description, and then it's all over the news. He beats up a couple cops in the parking lot, and it's an old photo of him. Yeah, it's yeah. an old photo. Where did they get the that short from? Hair. They, short they're hair. alien overlords. Yeah. They they but, have so they're good enough to get a short haired photo have of Facebook. him. Facebook. In the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah. They're good enough to get a short-haired photo of him, but then have no surveillance that can find him. Even when though they have tiny robots. They had droids. They had Amazon droids. They mm-hmm. had a tiny robot that finds Drones. him, then he shoots it, and then he goes into a building in that same alley and hides. And they're like, oh, well, we lost him. Is it, <laughs> we lost is him. always the way they get out of anything in this movie is yeah. through the back door. Through the back door. And what happens to that kid he saves and shoves through the window? We never, like, hear from him again. Yeah. It's like, I, you're oh, in a character yeah. in an alley that I have to say. Yeah. Uh-huh. There, I've saved because you. He was the kid, See you later. He was the kid that he got binoculars from, and he never talks in the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Boo Radley. His dad. <laughs> his dad. His dad Robert and his Duvall. his That's dad right. and his daughter and his dad and his sister show up later and get shot, but that kid isn't around anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just like a, a grip son or something. Yeah, and they were exactly. like, hey, throw my kid in the movie and you know save well, him. Well, what, what do you think happened to that character? I mean, I, did he finally go like, no, no, 
Fuck LA. Yeah, I'm yeah. out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm maybe out. he's in the in the he giant ballroom at the end or something. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe he. Uh, maybe he agreed with them like uh, like the tuxedo hobo from the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who shows up? That, that's one of my favorite. We'll get to that for oh, sure. Oh yeah. Uh, the I I don't understand Roddy Piper's plan. His character's plan at all when he's he finds out these aliens. Right. He's like, oh man, these are this is crazy shit. I'm gonna insult all of them. Then I'm gonna shoot all of them mm-hmm. without asking questions. I without like, trying to figure anything out and shooting like a machine gun. And po- how does he have that good of aim when there's like half good half aliens? Yeah. He's just like Ka-ka-ka-ka-ka! if you're an if you're a human, you better duck. This yeah. weird like. Machine gun with a handle on the side. Yeah. Like, so bizarre. Uh, a machine gun that I've never seen in any other movie, in any other reality. And, uh, and it's so it, American. I love that the solution to any uh, invasion like that or to any problem in the world is just guns. If we just have guns, this will solve it. <laughs> and I love the uh, the 80s technique of aiming, which was uh, made famous in Commando, where it's just like point and just... Go like this. Yeah. <laughs> that just that gets everybody. Totally. Oh, yeah. if, totally. If the bad guys would just do that, they would actually shoot the good guys. The but they're trying suck to a aim. Dodge they're trying, that's what <laughs> it aim. is. That's what it is. They're trying you to just aim. Salt. You just spray. Just shoot and spray. Like a sprinkler. The sprinkler technique. So now I don't know what other sound clips do we have that are fun. I'm trying to think what else. I forgot. Life's a life's a. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. Life's a bitch. That one. Life's a bitch. Do you have that one, Alexis? Life's a bitch. She's back in heat. Another pause. <laughs> Everyone. What are with these pauses? Every one of his one-liners has the biggest pause. There's Maybe a lot it's of a bad pa- editor or a sound guy. He's like, "Life's a bitch." He's like, "I got nothing." He goes, "I got it," and then he has to do it again. We were trying. We were trying to think of substitute quotes, quotes yeah. uh, that he could have said in the bank, like, uh, "Hey, man, you're the fan, and I'm the shit that's gonna hit you." You know, <laughs> just make. Sure. I think that could have made it into the movie yeah. if I, if I, I was so. writing back then. I think so. I don't know if there was. I don't know. I feel like Roddy Piper just said all this stuff. I can't imagine that. Yeah, I think. I think he was it? just talking crazy, and John Carpenter was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's great." That what cool. is? What? Go ahead. The context, though, of this life's a bitch, and she's back in heat is after. Keith David and Roddy Piper beat the shit out of each other for five minutes in yeah. this epic fight, and then Keith David finally, instead of instead of like pinning him in a wrestling move, he pins him and then puts the glasses on and he sees everything, and then his his thing is life's a bitch and it's back in and she's back in heat, and I don't get what that means. No. I don't know. It's just a, it's just because uh, things aren't fair and men are riled up again and, and yeah. life is just mad at the world. When, but it's when not was, a environmental uh, thing. You when know, was life in heat before yeah. for these guys? Yeah. Oh, when the dinosaurs died. Yeah, you know what? exactly. Uh, actually, exactly. I read a, I read the um, there's these uh, men's rights activists online oh who are ripping into oh Mad God. Max because it's it's a pro feminist movie and it's against manliness and what like Tom Hardy's pretty manly. So, so uh, I think I think actually it's in, Mad Max. I think these the, guys need to calm calm down. I think calm the, down. one of the one of the men's rights activists actually said this. Life's a bitch. <laughs> Life's a bitch. She's back in heat. Yeah, that was actually the, it, that was the headline of the article. Mm. Mm. My favorite is Roddy Piper's uh, speech about his father beating him as a kid uh, by a campfire or something like that. As that, that has no place in the movie. Oh, no, that's and when like, they're in the hotel room. After they've beat the shit oh, out of yeah. each other and they have the lumpy faces when they come in, yeah. that night they're magically healed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They use some kind of night, like, you know, maybe some alien face cream they yeah. found yeah. somewhere. Or something. I don't know what it was, but they are completely healed. He's healed from falling out the window, which we haven't even talked about yet. Oh, yeah. my God. He almost oh, killed insane. me. So, it's insane. 
talk so, and talk perfectly. So the yeah, the when he meets this Holly girl and he basically kidnaps her. He's in her apartment and he's sort of falling asleep, sort of dazed. Mm-hmm. And then she just in this awesome shot looking down at them, spins around and clocks him in the back of the head with a glass and then he falls through a glass window yeah. and down a hill in the craziest just like he falls all the way in all of the Hollywood hills. Yeah. Yeah. He hits every house along the Knocks out the L in Hollywood. It's yeah. almost as absurd as the fall in Hot Rod. It's that absurd. Yeah. And then he just gets up and is like, oh. He has, ah. one, he has one cut. Mm-hmm. It looks like he nicked himself shaving. He's like, and he like, he like scrambles under someone's house and just chills there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's a wrestler. He, he's quick he can do whatever. Time. All of those houses have, have fallen now. Yeah. Like, that house that's on those stilts, that's gone. That, yeah. Yeah, house on the stilts gone. So back to the hotel room that you were talking about. So then he gets that. He falls out the window. He gets the shit beaten out of him by Keith David. Now they're perfectly okay at the, well, the hotel room. And that's an interesting fancy because I think what Keith David was saying is like, ain't no way this stocky white guy is going to beat a yeah. big black man in a fight. So the only way that he can win is at the end by raising a hand and giving me a cheap shot and hitting me in the balls. That's the only way that yeah. white man's going to win this fight. Well, right? then, well, but then Keith David returns the favor and does like three nut knees. He just nut that's knees? That's right. Hashtag nut knees, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nut knees. Knees to the nuts. Also, nut these knees. guys are like, are like friends. Yeah. They're, they're Weird, friends. Weirdly. Weirdly. They're friends and then he, Roddy Piper goes on a killing spree and then when he shows up, Keith David's just like, hey, Get away from me, all right? I don't want to have anything to do with you. I got wife of, and kids. Instead of, holy shit, you just killed a lot of people. Yeah. We don't really even know each other's names. Maybe I should run from you. But he's like, and then he comes, and then we, he comes well, in the alley. He throws him some money and is like, what Which is pay. the best throw. At, like, yeah. that's the best You're thing right. in the entire movie. They're standing so far away. And he just Get the money box of sunglasses. right into the box of sunglasses. You're right. So good. So impressive. Very but accurate. why does One this take. guy yeah. who, unless, the only thing I could think is that he has some subconscious feelings or hints that bad stuff's going on. So that's why he trusts him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then if he trusts him enough to find him in an alley and throw him a wad of money... Why doesn't he just put on the fucking sunglasses? Yeah. Why did right. you've already come this far? Just put on the sunglasses. Just put on the sunglasses. He just doesn't like sunglasses. sunglasses. Maybe yeah. he's like he's these like, are not my style. I don't yeah. Come on, man, they're too boxy. Yeah. They they're just too look boxy. weird. They've got like the double bar from the yeah. late eighties, early nineties. Like, it's thing like it's like two red bands, uh, two Ray bands stacked on top yeah. of each other. It's kind of like this it's and like this, this like put together. Yeah. This is what it looks like, but not yeah. green. Yeah. And then you see aliens. Right. That was the, these are the closest I could find. I'm trying to think of, so, okay, so then we, uh, I want to get to the end here, uh, with the end of the movie, and then we'll run some more sound clips and stuff. So then after this massive fight, we talked about how they go to the hotel room and the father beating thing, which, so I weird. He's trying to get a second acting role out of that monologue. He's like, John, I need you to write me a monologue, man. Because it has no deeper. place. I did your bubblegum line. I did your life's a bitch line. I need you to write me a monologue. Give me something about an abusive dad, and that's why I am where I am with a wedding ring chasing after Holly. You need to do that in an audition sometime. Just do that monologue. Just do that monologue, yeah. Because it's also like weirdly generic, if I remember. It's like... Nada from... You know what, though, that he picked on, because they do mention... They mention in the movie, it's like, this is like a George Romero, John Carpenter film, right? Yeah. They mentioned that, and and I do think that he borrows from the original Dwayne Johnson, who is the uh, leader of the movie in Night of the Living Dead. It's kind of one of the first times we see a black 
hero yeah. in the film. Oh, Even yeah. though Ro- Roddy Piper is is the hero, you got that whole Owen Wilson, Eddie Murphy, Murphy, Bill Cosby, uh, Bill Co- was it uh, Culp uh, in I Spy kind of relationship happening too, where you do allow another black man to sort of be the hero, yeah. and that hadn't happened really since 1968, Night of the Living Dead. I, I don't recall seeing that per se. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree 100% with that. And I think that they, at the end there, when I read that when they have that little jab, that's supposed to be Siskel is an alien oh, being yeah. interviewed saying, uh, there's John Carpenter and George A. Romero, they're too violent because at the time, yes. Ebert, Siskel and Ebert were ripping into uh, Carpenter and Romero about how violent and how gratuitous it was. Which this movie's violent, but it's not like crazy violent by our standards now. I no, feel like. no, it's or tame. even by a Paul Verhoeven standards. Like Robocop okay. is insanely violent. What's weird to that. though is that he'll kill people and shoot them in the chest, and in the bank there's blood spatter behind one of the aliens. And so some aliens, I guess, bleed and others don't. Yeah. Why wasn't there blood spatter in every kill? It's like, look, this is what our budget is. is we got room for one blood spatter. I want to be the blood spatter. I want to be the blood spatter guy. <laughs> I heard it was the same stuntman that played all the aliens I read on, on IMDb. I don't know how <laughs> that's, that's awesome. possible. That but is then, the uh, most... See, he, he's a chameleon. Of he birth. is. He can turn into an old lady. I guess. He can be I, feel a, like that's uh, a, I feel like that's a fake trivia thing. I don't think that's... It doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah. But the, the craziest plot hole for me is that there's that giant shootout in the alley and then they can't figure out the watch and it just drops and it opens up this hole mm-hmm. that then they can jump in that takes them conveniently to the back tunnels of this mm-hmm. news station base ballroom. It's like an all... It's an everything you could possibly yeah. want in an yeah. alien overlord base. Porthole in a watch. Except no cameras. That like, No security in no there. No security. You would think if this is your hub in Los Angeles to take over the world... And you run a world, TV station. And you run a TV station, you could spare a few security cameras. Mm-hmm. Maybe and, a little like swipe card every now and yeah. again. And yeah. the guards are in military fatigues for yeah. some reason because they work indoors. Yeah, but like snow camouflage. They're black. <laughs> yeah. like, like they're in the Alps. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That's, but then, uh, that's their like uh, utility tunnel yeah. camouflage. Yeah, that's know? what it is. And then they go into the ballroom where all the humans are commingling with the aliens that have sold out. Mm-hmm. And that's so funny to me that they have these guns and they're like, oh, better hide these so we don't look conspicuous. And right. then they just put them in their crotch. Yeah. Everybody else they're is in still, suits yeah. and ties yeah. and they're in jeans. And like... Well, I think there's an out there because I think that the the one guy that has joined them he's now in a tux that used to be a rebel yeah. I think that you might have an out by saying the people do notice him but they figure ah they've come to join us now which is weird because you would think they oh, have that look on their faces oh they've been shooting a, this guy that has been on the news and we all know about yeah. has been shooting us for two days That's true. Mm-hmm. now they're back and they're cool and like, they're back in the room and we've got an old picture these of these aliens really poorly planned their, uh, their invasion let's see we had a question real quick from li- the live chat Apparently, it's a trivia question from Star Drew. Goodness. Okay. Trivia. He says, bring my laptop a little closer here. Um, That's Alexis in the booth, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Alexis. We've been talking for a while now, actually. In the booth. Um, Where did Roddy and the black guy find the cool glasses in the movie? Where did they find them? That, that's where uh, in the church. Roddy finds mm-hmm. him when he falls into a, a wall and it breaks open a board and then panel. there happens to a panel and there happens to be like three boxes, uh-huh. which then they also because the resistance had driven off with a whole bunch. Yeah, of them. And they load them in a van. Yeah. And they never touch on where they go or like who. I mean, and then who stole them from the garbage can after Roddy Roddy Piper hit him in the garbage can? And they which is the there. Best, safest <laughs> place? Safest, like I'll a, hide this in the garbage. Hey, I just found this box of super like crazy alien revealing. Stuff sunglasses. I'm going to hide them in a garbage can because I know that this alley only has garbage pickup on Tuesdays and it's yes. Thursday now. So I'll probably figure out this worldwide com- conspiracy it's before It's really more then. Recy- 
recycling because it's the cleanest garbage ever. <laughs> yes. it is. It's yeah. just like some some like packing foam and like a yeah. few cardboard boxes. Oh. But um, so Stencil now from Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah. So now they're in the the news station and they, the, the hobo guy who the lick his nuts line. Play that one. That one's hilarious. Can somebody please explain to me what the hell that's all about? Just that idiot licking his nuts again. <laughs> so this is the guy who in the beginning. Everything that is said on TV or whatever, he says something like that, like just this guy licking his nuts again. And so you think, oh, this guy's totally not down for the cause at all. And then you realize why he's not down for the cause. Well, is he's he, a sellout. Is he a sellout at or, that point? Maybe. And like still living in the hobo village? Maybe he's yeah. like, maybe he's like getting intel. The nicest hobo village ever. Yeah. 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 It is. It's pretty nice. Everybody's like, bulldozers ah, are coming. We fixed chairs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Got, any, got some tools on you. Gonna need you. That shower's collapsing. The shower that nobody ever uses. Yeah. If you can use hobo it, hobo villages you can do fix not have it. showers. Yeah. No. Yeah. This yeah. is, yeah. A, you know, it was, a, it was an upscale hobo. They got a shower. Yeah. yeah. But that now they're in the news studio and he takes them around everywhere and it's just so convenient that he takes this ex-hobo now suit guy now tuxedo guy, lick nuts guy is what we'll call it. Hashtag lick nuts guy. That sounds weird. Don't hashtag that. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Ben Begley licks nuts. <laughs> no. Is that not well, hashtag? Well, hashtag uh, legumes. So they lick Ben's legumes. nuts? Sure. Okay. So uh, they, he takes him around the news studio, or he takes him everywhere and tells him every single plan, like the scientific explanation right. of, t- of how they travel from here to their planet. I don't know how it works. Can we play the scientific explanation? Because oh, yeah. it's great. Gobbledygook. Exactly, but it has to do with some sort of gravitational lens deal, uh, bending the light or some damn thing. But it, you can move from place to place. It's from Willy Wonka. <laughs> I, I know how it works. You shoot you with the rain, you're broken down to tiny little million particles, and then the particles are transferred from here to the television screen. Yes, that's right. No, don't stop. Oh, you're absolutely right. I didn't catch exactly what happened. He is, he is like he explaining is Mike TV. like a TV, yeah. how a TV works. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Some gravitational lands so, kind of thing. To wrap up the plot, and then we'll play a few sound clips and, mm-hmm. and uh, end this uh, ridiculousness uh, that's been awesome. The, they, they basically, they go up. And they, you just, again, the answer is just, oh, hey, we found out the news station. And they just start blasting right. everybody again. Mm-hmm. And then they go upstairs, and, and they're running, and they're blasting the soldiers. They're blasting well, they have the to new. get up the stairwell. The stairwell. Several times they say, like, it's in the stairwell. We have to get up the stairwell. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> all about stairs. And then the big reveal, he's like, he's looking for Holly. He's obsessed with Holly, even though he's mm-hmm. only been... He has no reason to be because she beat the shit out of him. Right. Yeah, and he's married. And he's married. And he's married. Apparently. He and doesn't then, remember what her job but is. But he is obsessed with Holly. Yeah, she does something at the TV R- station. The TV programmer. And that moment, assistant when I, programmer. Actually. Assistant programmer. Right. When I first saw it, when she's rolling up and then Keith David stops and she puts a gun to his head and blasts him in the head, I was like, "Fuck you, Holly!" I saw that coming, but I didn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go up on the roof and she's like, "Just, just go with it. Just be a part of the movement or whatever." And then he shoots her, and they both die in the most hilarious way, where they they kind of they're standing there and they kind of stiffen their body and just fall back yeah. onto a crash pad or You're something. Right, yeah. They do. They both, both literally both die the same way. Where it's like, <laughs> and then his death is amazing because he turns around and again pauses forever while this helicopter has a machine gun trained on him. But apparently they're just taking their time too because yeah. he has enough time to turn, pause for a really long time, and say "fuck it," which we have that clip. I love it. He whispers it. It's so fuck it, fuck it, and then, and then he flips him off. And then he flips. Mm-hmm. Then he, no, then he yeah. Then he gets shot with a machine gun and goes, 
and then he's on the ground dying, and he gives him this kind of like weak sort of like yeah. four finger, middle finger. Yeah. And then we have the montage of everybody realizing that the the aliens are among us with the weirdest end sex scene ever. Yeah. yeah. The boobs. Got to get breasts. Got to get there boobs somehow. in there in the eighties. What other sound clips do we? Let's play some that we haven't played just for fun, and then we'll we'll get out of here. What do we got? The whole deal is like some kind of crazy game. Oh yeah, this is really political. I like this. They put you at the starting line. The name of the game is Make It Through Life. Only everyone's out for themselves and looking to do you in at the same time. Okay, man, here we are. Here we are. Now, you do what you can. But remember, I'm going to do my best to blow your ass away. That sounds like capitalism in a nutshell. I like how he he says, I'm going to do my best. To blow, to blow your, your ass, ass away. Because you're like, away. you're like, oh yeah, you're gonna do your best, I'm gonna do my best, but he adds that little caveat. To blow your ass away. What else we got there, Alexis? That was a good one. I love Keith. That's Taylor. like pouring perfume on a pig. <laughs> Another time he just randomly insults an alien. Yeah. He just goes around either insulting or shooting aliens. They already had the lipstick on a pig line, so he had to yeah. change it from lipstick to perfume. And he's, she's not even, she's fixing her hair, so the context of that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's like pouring perfume on a pig. Do we have anything else, or have we blown through all of them ain't love grand yeah i love that one <laughs> so weird which was in reference to nothing nothing they go in the there is that when they're in the hotel room or when is that i don't remember that but i remember that like that line doesn't make sense it's like a bunch of weird shit has happened and then roddy piper just looks at keith david and says ain't love grand yeah, and then there's that sums course, up this movie. the Maybe haunting score from John Carpenter, which you said he wrote in a day, and you're like, it shouldn't have taken you less time to write that. it's the same thing. I love bung, his bung, scores. Bung. But they're always one like f- fake saxophone. Was there, there, was there anything else that looked fun on there? I think Mama don't like tattletales. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Right before he, uh, he shoots a bunch of aliens, he says, Mama don't like tattletales. And actually, when I was growing up as a kid, um, I ran and told on my sister, and uh, my mom came out, and she said... Mama don't like tattletales. It's true. It's actually oh, a true yeah. story. It's a true mm-hmm. story, guys. True story. You got any Mama don't like tattletales? So should we end on a on a? Let's play the let's play a, the chewing gum. Let's play the uh, chewing gum one again for the hell of it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> Train driving crew. Still I'm going. All out of bubble. I love it. I love it. Did we have any other uh, uh, questions from live chat? No, they're just hitting on you again. All right. Must be nice. Alexis just gets hit just, on the booth yeah. this entire time. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been fun. We've been talking about They Live Today with my guest, Carlos Alex Rocky and Dave Kane. Where can we find you guys? I'm at, at Ben Begley Comedy. Where are you guys at on Twitter? Where can they find uh, you? At Davey Kane 1. Whoa. Hey. Can you say that again? It might have been uh, interrupted at by... Davey Kane 1. There we go. And Carlos? At ChewBubbleGum or KickAss.com. No, at Carlos Alex Rocky Twitter and CarlosAlexRocky.com website. All right. Nice. And we'll be back next week with something we haven't planned yet. I think uh, Josh and I were talking about Tremors, maybe. We're not sure But that's yet. a good film. That might be. That is a great film. Kevin but it's Bacon also, and, uh, It's also really, really uh, awesomely 80s, too. Not everybody so, uh, likes uh, Sandworm movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's an Michael acquired Grossman. taste. It's an acquired taste. But we'll be back next week with more Guilty Pleasures. Until then, I'll still be Ben Begley. And what is your Guilty Movie Pleasure? Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Not necessarily, but the views of the Popcorn Talk Network are its own as a principle.